This is Family Court Vision. The podcast where a man and his mom discuss all things basketball. On today's episode, we have my 30th wedding anniversary, NBA news, including an all-star preview, WNBA trades and power CEOs. We review the movie Semi-Pro. You'll see if, if we agree that everybody love everybody. And Jack's weekly nerdy pun headlines. Let's get tropical. Welcome to episode 11 of Family Court Vision. It is 7 o'clock on Wednesday, March 3rd. It's an exciting day for you. It's, it is a very exciting day for me because I, I get to record the pod with you, right? Right. That's the only thing, the only major thing in your life That's today. That's it. That's it. Um, we are, of course, joking. It is your 30th wedding anniversary. That's right. Happy anniversary to me yes. and dad and dad. Right. The two of you is right. usually the, usually right. how the anniversary goes. That's right. Yes. But, you know, I'm the only one here right now. So happy anniversary to me. We are ordering in um, uh, Cheesecake Factory for dinner. Ah. Mm-hmm. And it's Very funny because I found a cheesecake slice I want to order. It's a lot like Cherry Garcia ice cream, which is my favorite. So it's like I cherries have that in and the chocolate. freezer currently. It's the best. So um, yep. and, um, then Brielle, because she's home was looking through the menu to see what to order and was like, um, you're not ordering the, um, 30th anniversary chocolate cake cheesecake. I guess, I guess at some, at some There's point a it was Cheesecake Factory's anniversary. I don't think they made it just for us. Oh, I think okay. it was for, I think it was for Cheesecake Factory, but yeah, I uh, I didn't even notice that on the menu. As soon as I saw something that looked like Cherry Garcia, I was like, that one, that's for me. Yeah. But 30 years, that's uh, a long time. I'm not calling you old, but that's it's a long time to be married to somebody, right? Yeah. I Yes, I, uh, I was very, very young when we got married, so I am not old now. Yes. Right? Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. How long were you guys dating before you got married? Um, I, why do you have to ask me math questions? <laughs> um, I think we were dating almost two years when we got engaged and then another less than a year before we got married. So it was like, it feels, it was that feels like, pretty quick to me. Yeah. Well, it was the eighties, you know, what are you going to do? And what else, what else did we have to do? We didn't, you know, we didn't have exciting plans afterwards. So, you know, might as well settle down. <laughs> there you go. Um, 30 years, happy anniversary. Anything else new with you besides anniversary of Cheesecake Factory? We did take a, a day trip this weekend to visit your brother in college. That's he, right. Uh, How was that? It was good. He was very sweet. He We didn't ask him to do this, but he um, got COVID tested a couple of days before we came down. He's been with his pod um, and they test. He doesn't have any classes on campus, but his the rest of his pod does. And when you have classes on campus, you have to test twice a week. So all of his friends have been testing twice a week. They've all been testing negative, but he he did it just to be sure. So we went to a natural history museum, which was fun. 
Um, and then we were trying to find some place to eat. We don't want to eat in a crowded, one of those fake outdoor places that's like built of wood just, and glass. And is they pretend. just built a building yeah. outside the right, building. Right, yeah. right. Um, but it was kind of chilly in Philly. Um, but we did find a really, really delicious, um, like a, a brick oven pizza place. Mm-hmm. I just got the, you know, the margarita pizza, but it was really good. So that's what that's what we did. And on the Golden Globes on Sunday, we watched those. And an interesting fact about the, the Golden Globes, Norman Lear, who's in his 90s, was honored. Um, and I learned about him that his youngest child is your sister's age. And his oldest child is just about your grandmother's age. So there you go. He's had a long life of family. That's that is correct. Yes. And isn't that what we all strive for? A long life of family. Yes. I mean, he's like 96 years old. Like. If I live that long, I'll be married for like more than three quarters of a century. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, um, yeah. We. What's up with you? Uh, oh, nothing. We're just going to move on. Oh. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, nothing at all. Uh, we have a mailbag question slash something. Uh, it's a it's it's something one of our listeners thought was interesting. Okay. Um, so uh, Andy L. from New York sent us Andy a mailbag. L. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's Andy L.'s anniversary today as well. Oh, is it? Yes. Happy anniversary, Andy L. Yes. Happy anniversary, Andy L. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, what did we get from him? Andy L sent us this interesting story that about a week and a half ago, um, the Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder, Oklahoma Thunder. Yeah, Oklahoma City Thunder, yep. Okay, Oklahoma City Thunder played the Atlanta Hawks, and because of weird, I was just going to say costume, weird uniform rules and mix-ups, the Thunder showed up in an orange uniform and the Hawks had on a red uniform and it was kind of confusing visually to watch the game. Yes, I saw some of the highlights of this. It was like, I'm surprised there wasn't like a turnover on every possession because I feel like I would <laughs> not know who I'm passing to at any point. It was like that. It was the it was the Thunder's bright orange jerseys uh-huh. and the Hawks bright red and it was not that far off. Didn't you once tell us that when you played basketball as a youngin that you scored for the opposing team once? Uh, I actually, I talked about that on the Playdate podcast, which oh. uh, you can check us out. I think, I think that episode is coming out sometime in the next two weeks or so. We'll let mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah. we were, we were guests on the Playdate podcast. That's where I talked about mm-hmm. that. Well, that really would have happened this time. Yes. Yes, that's right. And then the league requested that one of them change. Um, and so the away team hadn't brought any other uniforms with them. So the home team, I think they usually like get to choose what their uniforms are first because they're the home team, but the home team had to change to white or to their other uniforms uh, uh-huh. because they had more uniforms there. So, so a little, a little halftime Jersey switch up. Yeah. 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 That was a fun, a fun story. Um, you know, Sort of embarrassing, I would say, but yeah. you know, no harm, no foul. So, so our our is orange maybe a couple of fouls the... if they didn't know what the team was. Um, <laughs> go ahead. What? Um, is the thunder? Is their color orange? Do they have orange in their colors? They do. Yeah. 
And the Hawks have red in their colors. Yes. So we don't, you don't need to rant about them not wearing their team colors with this. No, I don't, okay. I don't need to okay. rant about that. All right. I'm sure there are other things you'll rant I about. I actually, I really like the, the Thunder's orange jerseys. Orange is like, I'd say probably their like third color. They, they mm-hmm. do like blue, white, and then some orange. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's my favorite color. And I really mm-hmm. like those jerseys, um, but not when they're right up against the red. So speaking of mailbag, um, don't forget that you can send us mailbag questions, comments, um, anything, stories about things that happened in the league to familycourtvision at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at, at famcourtvision on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. All right, let's move on to our first segment of the day, which is basketball news of the week. Um, okay, resident injury slash COVID report. Yeah, so when I was at work today, I wrote this down, and I don't think I brought it home. So a few minutes ago, I was like, I think I roughly remember that the injuries were 90. The COVID were like something around 10, but five of them were from the Toronto Raptors. Yes, Toronto Raptors had a had an yeah. outbreak. They had a couple players couldn't play. Their head coach couldn't coach their last Ooh. game. And then they had either one or two postponed games as well. Mm-hmm. Um so break out there. The, this year, the the Tampa Raptors, um, because what's a, tam- what's a Tampa Raptor? Well, they're usually the Toronto Raptors. Oh, but they're but playing in Tampa. They're playing in Tampa because okay. the travel restrictions between gotcha. countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to stay in the country. Um, so yeah, so they're playing in Tampa this year. Unfortunate um, COVID cases. Hopefully, that goes down. Things in general in the world look better and better every day with more people getting vaccinated and everything. So hopefully that translates in the NBA as well. Um, okay. Uh, we need to talk about some, some tough things here that have happened, some upsetting things. Uh, Jeremy Lin, who we also talk about on the Playdate podcast, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, famous for Lin Sanity in New York about 10 years ago, which is crazy. Um, but uh, Jeremy Lin is a NBA slash G League player of Asian descent, and he uh, is currently playing for the uh, Warriors G League team. Uh, so he is down in the bubble in or the the gubble, right? That's what we're calling it. Uh huh. The gubble. The G the gu- League. The right. gubble. Uh, he's down in the gubble. Um, playing for them and um he recently put out on his social media that he was subject to a very racist very offensive upsetting um i guess it was trash talk or or attempted trash talk on the court from from an opposing player he didn't name who the player was Mm -hmm. but this player called jeremy lynn who as i said is of of asian descent coronavirus Mm -hmm. which is of course a, a a terrible thing just just a horrible thing to say um and uh you know he put it out there to say you know listen this happened i'm not going to call out the person who did it they know who they are this is upsetting i'm gonna you know i think the world should be aware that things like this go down and i vow to continue to fight against racism and Mm -hmm. injustice in all forms and i think it's an important discussion because often especially in the last year there's been a lot of discussion about race and racism and systematic oppression and things like that, um, often centered around black people, which is, of course, 
a very, you know, that's a very relevant topic and very important to talk about. But we often forget about other minorities who also deal with racism, including Asian Americans, uh, you know, Latino Americans, mm -hmm. anything like that. So mm -hmm. um, definitely an important yeah. discussion for us to have. There was a good opinion piece in Newsday, Long Island's newspaper, um, this past week by uh, an author named Jonathan Zimmerman, who wrote a book called Free Speech and Why You Should Give a Damn. And this opinion piece was called The Polite Brand of Anti-Asian Bias. And it was started, uh, this, the, the piece starts with discussion about Jeremy Lin, and then it talks about other ways that Asian Americans face racism, um, systemic racism, and face-to-face uh, -face racism, uh, compares it to racism against Jews in the past. Um, and he says in, he quotes the NBA's uh, comment, we stand in solidarity with the Asian American community and abhor the recent repugnant acts of violence being committed against them. Um, this hatred has no place in our society. And then he goes on to say that we all harbor um, racism within us, within our, our preconceived notions and our thoughts. He says, it's, it's in you and in me. And then at the end, he talks about how Jeremy Lin did not name the person because he said, why, you know, what good does it do to name the person? And then this author said, pointing fingers is the easy part. Looking in the mirror is harder. So we need to examine all of our biases. And I found a couple of ways to be an, to be an ally. Um, there's a, um, a piece called Chinese in America by Iris Chang and a PBS documentary called Asian Americans um, that people might want to take a look at if they want to learn more about the history of Asian Americans in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talk, we talk more about specifically Asian Americans and race and basketball on that Playdate podcast. Again, we'll mm -hmm. let you know when yes. that's out, but yeah. um, important discussions for us to have. And then a, another instance of racism um, in the NBA, uh, Elijah Millsap, who's the brother of NBA player Patrick Millsap, he uh, he used to play for the Jazz, Elijah did, um, and he uh, recently on his Twitter accused the, uh, what is he currently, the executive vice president of the Jazz, his name is Dennis Lindsay, of using some bigoted, bigoted language in an ah. exit interview in what? 2015. Hmm. Um, I won't repeat what he said, yeah. but, um, you know, obviously obviously very um very serious accusation that was made and the jazz and the nba have said that they're gonna look into this and mm -hmm. see um and the guy so far has 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 uh what's it called um denied it denied these denied. claims mm -hmm. um but i think it's important for us to note because i mean obviously it's important for us to note just in general because these things should never happen but the jazz specifically and jazz fans have been accused of things like this in the past. Jazz fans specifically have gotten into it with black players mm. saying some very, very, very terrible things. Mm -hmm. And so this is not a one-time thing in this organization. Mm -hmm. This is not a, an outlier. This is not something that this guy can say that, oh, this is a one-time thing or whatever. Like this mm -hmm. is a this is a problem. Cult a culture. A, yes of, of that organization and the people who interact with the organization yes mm -hmm. and so whatever they have done in the past they need to do a better job of mm -hmm. weeding these things out because mm -hmm. 
whether this is true or not, that culture still stands because every year or so something like this comes out. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Uh, we're going to move on to some more lighter topics. Um, uh, Devin Booker just yes. last night was playing, uh, his sons were playing against the Lakers. Uh, unfortunately the sons beat the Lakers. Um, but before that happened in the middle of the third quarter, Devin Booker, who's the star, he was recently named an all-star. I would say their best player, um, was ejected from the game. He got mm-hmm. two quick technical fouls. Mm-hmm. Now it's unclear exactly what happened. Later on, the referee said that he got his first technical for complaining about a foul and then um, used profane language to a referee. Now I know there's certain lines, like there's certain words you can or can't say that warrant these things. So I don't, I, I'm not going to say whether these these things were warranted or not. Mm-hmm. But it was the Suns versus the Lakers. They're currently the third and fourth teams in the or the second and third teams in the western conference this is a marquee matchup two you know star players going head to head at it and in the middle of the third quarter in a close game the star was taken out so a lot of people were angry about it i was angry about it and then i saw a report that you know he used profane language so i i don't know i don't know what the real story is there the first foul was for quote continuous complaining and i would like to see um you know because this is devin booker's workplace where he he got a foul for that and i would like to see that extended to other workplaces that if co-workers are continuously complaining that maybe we could uh, throw a technical foul do you throw anything you know when you when do the referee are they referees umpires what are they refs yeah refs um, do they throw anything like in soccer they throw something on the ground soccer they don't throw something on the ground they hold up they a card they hold up a card um, does someone football, throw something football, football. football. Okay. they throw they throw uh, uh, in basketball, they they don't they they make a hand signal, they make a T with their hands, which means mm-hmm. like technical foul. Sometimes okay. they just do it with their fingers, um, and then they go over to the scorer's table to tell them who got the technical foul. But, so I could do that at work, maybe. You should start if if any of your coworkers are complaining, you should start giving them the T. Oh, do they blow their whistle too? Yes, they do. Okay, so I'm gonna stick a whistle on my lanyard with my ID, tweet, and then do the T sign. Right. Oh, that's not a good... I'm going to have to practice my T-sign. That yes. was a little... Yeah. And you only get two... If you get two in a game, you're thrown out. So you warn for them... For the game. So it's just one day I, I can send them home. Yeah. For... Yeah. For... Then for, they come back the tomorrow. Day. Okay. Right. There are... There is a certain threshold. Like if you get like 35... I, I don't... I have no idea what the number is. But like mm-hmm. 35 te- technical fouls in a season, then mm-hmm. you like get suspended for a game or two or something like that. Like it depends mm-hmm. how many you rack up. Um but yeah, two, well, in, two in one game means you're ejected. The uh, the Suns coach, Monty Williams, did um, find a little silver lining. And what he said is that um, they won despite the fact that Booker was ejected. And that was a way to give the other guys on the team some confidence that they could do it even without their star. That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah, Devin Booker was out in the third quarter. Chris Paul did not have a great game, who's their second best player, also an all-star. So the other guys is stepped he, up. Wait, is Chris Paul, then? is he nice? Uh, Haven't depends, we talked about? It depends who you are. I oh. really like Chris Paul. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I, I, feel... I mean, he's not like a mean person. He's. Uh-huh. I think he's very agitating on the court, but uh-huh. um, I really like him. I feel like we read about, I read about someone when I was researching one of the previous segments and, and one of the people was like just a really good person. He might be. He's the president of the Players Association. He's been okay. huge this year in um, 
promoting and um aiding. what's his jersey number uh three. Oh, three. i think he's the one for the for the uh trilogy in in christianity the father son and holy ghost i think no, that's that was why Dwayne he's wade ah right? oh, it was yeah i think so all right well i feel like chris paul's a nice guy i like him i like chris paul okay. so that's that's right. fine um okay, okay. So uh, we just mentioned uh, Booker and Paul will both be all-stars. So we have all-star weekend or all-star day this time Mm -hmm. uh, coming up. It's coming up on Sunday, March 7th. Um, And so the past couple of years, they've been doing this all-star draft where you get the players are voted in in their respective conferences. So there's 12 Western Conference players, 12 Eastern Conference players. But then the captains, which are the top two vote getters in Mm -hmm. each conference. LeBron and Kevin Durant. LeBron and Kevin Durant get to draft their teams from that pool of 22. But um, Kevin Durant is not playing the game because he's hurt? Kevin Durant is not playing the game because he's hurt, but he still gets to draft. He's still technically the captain. He still gets to draft. Um, I have I have something exciting to tell you about. Okay. But you can talk first. Just is, remember, okay. remember. But, okay, before we're done talking about the All-Star game, I'll remember yes. to cut back to you. Um, yes. So the draft, that, that's happening tomorrow night. Yes. So that's... Um, that's that's always fun. It's you know two players. It's it's like you know old yeah, school on the playground. Mm-hmm. You know, literally picking players. I don't it's, remember it's that being. I don't remember that being fun when I was a kid. Yeah, that <laughs> our family. I'm not sure if that, <laughs> that was a positive memory, but um, but it's still it's still fun, especially when you're not part of it. Um, uh-huh. So then, yeah, just quickly on Sunday before the game. Um, so usually what they have is all-star Saturday night where they do all the fun, right. like the skills competition, the three-point contest, and the dunk contest mm-hmm. on Saturday night, and then the all-star game on Sunday. This time, to limit everything, they're doing it all on one night. So the skills competition, uh, which is going to include Robert Covington, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, who we just talked about, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, and Nikola Vucevic, um, they're going to be going before the game on Sunday. The three-point mm-hmm. contest is also going to be going before the game on Sunday. That's including Devin Booker, who we just talked about, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, and Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then the All-Star game. And then at halftime is the dunk contest, which is going to include Anthony, Sim- uh, Anthony Simmons, I believe is how you pronounce it, Cassius Stanley, and our hometown kid, Obi Toppin. Uh, so I think, uh, I think I have a bet on who we'll both be rooting for in that game. Mm-hmm. And then the All-Star game itself. What mm-hmm. they did last year was the uh what they call an elam ending so at the at the so it's not a regular basketball e-l-a-m this was this was my mistake too because i thought it meant i thought it somehow stood for like elimination or eliminate or something like that Mm -hmm. elam okay but it's i think it's named after somebody named craig elam e-l-a-m elam ending and what this is is at the end of the third quarter the team that's leading in the game, the first three quarters are timed just like a normal basketball game. At the end of the third quarter, the team that's leading, you add 24 to their score. That's a tribute to Kobe Bryant, his jersey number. Um, and that's the target score. So the fourth quarter is not timed. Whoever gets to that number first, whichever uh, team gets to that number so first. So you don't actually wins. add it to their score. You're not right, giving them those 24 points. You right. add it. You add it to whatever their score is to get this target. So if okay. at the end of the third quarter the score is 100 to 90, the target score is 124. So the, And then when they get there, if they get there in two seconds, the game's over. Right. That would be very impressive. But, um, yeah, so the fourth quarter is not timed, and it, it leads to pressure so that every basket counts. You can't just be like, okay, we have time. We'll catch up. It's like mm-hmm. they just got 12 points in a row. We got to catch up. 
What so. if there's really good D and it takes like two and a half days for them to get 24 points? <laughs> uh, it, well, they just started this last year, so that didn't happen last year. It could happen. Oh, oh boy. But now they just started last year, so now people had a chance to practice their defense this year. Yes, I'm sure and that is ready. what everybody's practicing their defense for is the All-Star okay. game. All right. um, and then real quick, the whole weekend is the money that's raised from everything is going towards uh, two main causes. One is supporting historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs for short, um, and also two communities of color that are disproportionately affected by COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So those are the two main things. Mm -hmm. So the NBA has pledged $3 million just as a base to help those causes. A little weak, in my opinion, for a billion, multi-billion dollar organization to pledge $3 million. Um, but that's their base. And then each of the each of the competitions has a different like money amount that mm -hmm. goes to a specific fit. You know, mm -hmm. it's all complicated. But um, in the end, there's going to be a lot of money raised for those things. So that's great. Um, okay. You wanted to do some surprise. I'm just excited that I did this. I looked at who the starters are for the draft, uh -huh. uh, for the, for the all-star game. Uh -huh. And I know they're doing the draft tomorrow. And I decided I I'm predicting who they're each going to pick. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're predicting the starters the, uh -huh. that LeBron and Kevin Durant are each going to draft. Yes. Now Kevin Durant's not going to play, so he won't be the fifth man on his team. Yeah. Right. Right. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, but you go ahead. You go ahead. But what? I don't. I don't want to ruin this. So you go ahead. Okay. I'm just so excited. Yeah. And I picked them by looking at their names and thinking. If I've heard of them, if I know who they are, like, oh, I think LeBron would like this guy. Okay. Or I think Kevin Durant would want this guy on his team. I'm excited to hear this. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. Do you want me to tell you LeBron's team first or Kevin Durant's team? Tell me LeBron's team first. Okay, LeBron's team has um, LeBron. That's a good pick for him, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I would think that would be his first pick. Uh-huh. Okay. Steph Curry. Okay. That's going to be his real actual first pick. Okay. Um, Giannis. Wow. Uh-huh. Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. And Joel Embiid. That's a great team. I think that I, I mean, think that those are the people that LeBron would want on his team. So then for Kevin Durant, that leaves Kyrie Irving. Already teammates in Brooklyn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum. Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. 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 Yes. So those um, are the five guys on Kevin's team because Kevin's not playing. And I then see, LeBron. So I also, I also, I also divvied up the uh, the reserve guys. Did you? Yeah. So uh, LeBron and I hope I did this right because I wasn't one hundred percent sure who the reserve guys are, but I yeah, got LeBron. <laughs> LeBron got James Harden, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Nikola Vucevic, and um, Zion Williamson. And then Durant got Paul George, Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, and Julius Randle. I mean, obviously, they're all-star teams, so they're both going to be good. But I, I like those choices. I like those so, a lot. I was very excited by doing this. How yeah. weird is that? That is that is strange. That, That's but, weird. But good. I like it. The thing I was going to stop you for was to say that LeBron got the most votes, so he's going to get the first pick, but that's kind of how you did it anyway. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, well, so he's going to pick Steph Curry, so. 
while they're longtime rivals on the court, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to play on the same team for once. They, um, I think they never have, ever. Yeah, I mean, it makes they, they've been in opposite conferences for, for most mm-hmm. of their careers. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in this new format, uh, they've had the opportunity to do this. So that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think those two players would play great together. Um, okay, so that's All-Star Weekend. Definitely check that out. I think yeah. uh, coverage starts at 6.30 on Sunday. I can't remember what channel it's on, either TNT or ESPN, I'm guessing. Um, but check that out. It, there, even if you even if you haven't watched any basketball or anything like that so far this year, All Star Weekend is really fun. It really mm-hmm. I, I know we've talked about people not excited about it, but All Star Weekend is a lot of fun. So check it out if you have the time. And our game later on is going to be about the dunk contest. So mm-hmm. stick around for that as well. There was one other piece of news that I just wanted to bring up: the Atlanta Hawks have fired Lloyd Pierce, and right now the assistant coach Nate McMillan is the interim coach. He worked for four years for the Pacers. Yes, and that's, as we talked about, uh, you know, the opposite of what the Timberwolves did last week, mm-hmm. that this is the normal process that mm-hmm. you you promote your interim head coach, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you do your full search in the offseason. By the way, we also talked about it in terms of race last week. Lloyd Pierce and Nate McMillan are both black. So yes. that's, um, yes. I think that's just important for us to note. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, Nate McMillan has taken over the reins there. Um, and then a quick standings check-in, just because it's we're about halfway through the season now. Uh, so we got your Sixers in mm-hmm. front in the East, uh, closely followed by the Nets and the Bucks. I don't think there's any surprises there. Our Knicks are sixth in the Eastern Conference. That's crazy. It's crazy. I but, thought you know- I thought their top top potential was possibly making the play-in game, being like a nine or ten seed. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, there's a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen, but right now they're the sixth seed. I did. I did tell you they were going to be very good. You did. You uh, you 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 talked about the Sixers and Mm -hmm. the Knicks, and so far those are both looking pretty good. That is right. Um, In the West, uh, we have the Jazz and then the Suns with their victory over the Lakers last Mm -hmm. night. They're now number two. Lakers are three. Clippers are four. Um, And then other people else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a quick. uh, (laughs) I'm not going to name every team in the league, but that's that's a quick. Standings check in uh, there. Uh, okay, WNBA news. Mm-hmm. The biggest news in the last week is that the Atlanta Dream were sold mm-hmm. by. Uh, they were bought by an investment group that includes uh, Larry Gottsteiner, who's the chairman of Northland Company, uh, Northland president and chief operating officer Susan Abair. Suzanne Abair is also mm-hmm. part of the ownership group, and then most excitingly, former star for the Dream. And very recently retired from the WNBA, Renee Montgomery. And is, social justice woman. Right. That she sat out last season to mm-hmm. focus on social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, announced her retirement and then now has bought the team that she used to play for. Amazing. Really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we might have to take a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. This is This is super, super, super exciting. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good for that ownership group. Mm-hmm. Um definitely a sign of change down there and um it's it's so cool that she she's the first WNBA player to then become an owner slash um what was it executive in the team mm-hmm. um so really really cool yeah. um okay and then some uh, free agency stuff uh the sparks resigned both of the Ogumake sisters mm-hmm. uh Chine and Nyeka uh between them, they have a combined eight all-star appearances. They have an MVP and a championship under their belt. So they're both 
pretty amazing. Um, and the Sparks are lucky to have them back. And then Odyssey Sims, who is also a great player in the league, just recently signed with Atlanta a few days after the announcement of the sale. So mm-hmm. I'm not uh, necessarily surprised that yeah. players now want to go and, and play for that team. Yeah. Um, and then we had Sue Bird re-signed with Seattle. Not a surprise. She spent her entire career there, but still important to note, one of oh. the greatest players in the history of the league. I think that I think Seattle just redesigned their logo. Did they? Let me look that up real quick. I think in the past day or so they unveiled it on Twitter. What are they called? Seattle what? Storm. Seattle Storm. Yeah, I see. Right? I think I see. Yeah, yeah. So they used to have what's that what's that big tower in Seattle? The the needle, the the yeah, something the needle. needle. So they used to have the the full needle and then the words in front of the needle. Mm-hmm. Now they sort of made it it's almost like a baseball it's like a Pentagon baseball field looking thing with the top of the needle and then the words are underneath. It's definitely a, a more modern look. I like it. That's um, kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Um another uh, f- another really cool thing in the WNBA is that um the Kaya Clark, the CEO of the New York Liberty is joining Sports Innovation Labs Women's Leadership Board. This is a group that um, was started by uh, four-time Olympian, one-time gold medal winner, Angela Ruggiero. She's in the Hockey Hall of Fame and the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, and she is, it's a market intelligence firm. And they, they crunch data and they offer... Um, support and this is specifically for women they're bringing together 22 sports media and tech women um, executives with the goal of using sports innovation labs data and research to support their professional success and leverage their collective power they talk about you know the old boys network and mm-hmm. how that helped um, men work together so angela has her ba and her mba from harvard that's a pretty good school i've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, like it's hard? Right? That's from Legally Blonde. That is a great Legally Blonde reference on this basketball podcast. <laughs> well, it was also a movie. Yeah. Basketball yeah. players watch movies. Basketball players do watch movies. We're going to talk about a movie in That's a second. Right. <laughs> um, and, and she was also on The Apprentice many years ago. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there you go. There's my, my piece. Yeah, you have Renee Montgomery becoming an owner. You have her joining that awesome group that you just described there. So, so who run exciting. the world? Girls. That's right. I was much quicker that time. Much quicker. Yeah, I didn't have to think about what note. I just, <laughs> I just sang it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> You've been practicing. I've been practicing a lot. Um, okay, so that was NBA new or basketball news of the week, and basketball. now we're going to move on to our second segment of the day, which is our movie review of Semi Pro. Semi Pro, thanks, thanks. Shout out to uh, listener Evan S from New York for suggesting that we watch this movie. Yes, um, we did have it on our list, but this this uh, popped it up to the top. Yes, did you like this uh, movie? I was surprised to see Andre 3000 in the movie. Yeah. I did a little research on Andre 3000 because when he first, I was, um, I think when he first came on, when he was announced that he was coming into the game, I couldn't see who it was. So I didn't know that's who it was. But 
he seemed to have some sweet basketball skills. So I was like, oh, maybe this is the basketball guy because mm-hmm. there's always basketball guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Andre 3000. Yeah. Who, yeah. I mean, maybe he also has some sweet basketball yeah, skills, maybe. but not maybe. professional. He, can do every, he does everything else. He acts, he he raps, he sings, he had a clothing line. Uh, you know, why not? Did you um, like this movie? Did I like it? Well, so I would say the first three quarters of it, I wasn't really into. I, I'm a little nervous to say this because I know that um, our producer, Aaron Fern, loves this movie. And I'm kind of concerned that... Um, he might be just walking away and not going to help us anymore. He might um, shut this off. Like we might it, just be done with this m- episode. Or maybe somehow this, the vocals here will get like scrambled so people won't hear it. Um, but I'm going to say first three quarters out, I, I was like, this is awful. And then at the end from around that game at the you know beginning of the game at the end, I was like, okay, now we have some heart here. And I started to like it. So did I like it? A little yes, a little no. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was the the strongest comedic basketball movie that we've watched. I would agree with that. I I this was my first time seeing it. it this is from 2008. I feel mm-hmm. like for maybe our producer and maybe the, our listener who suggested it, like I feel I I feel like if I watched this when it came out or like a few years after, like, I feel like I would really like that. Cause that's like mm-hmm. my age group would, but me watching this as a first time now, um, I, I, I have to say, I did not, I did not really like it that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a ton really to talk about here. <laughs> oh, I have, I, I have some things. Okay. The shirt, the shirtless hippie guy Dukes. He was a child actor in the bad news bears franchise. Did you know that? Dad told me that. I did. I, I did not know that. So yeah, dad, dad paused. Dad and I watched it together. He paused the movie so he could tell me that. Is that what your tweet was about? No. Your, what was my tweet? I think you retweeted something that's like you have a sink like you get a sinking feeling whenever your husband like pauses the movie to tell you <laughs> something about it or something. <laughs> that could be about almost anything else, but yeah. No. I can say the same the same thing happens happens here. Lauren will ask me a question and I, I don't want to miss the rest of the movie, so I pause it so I can uh-huh. answer the question. She's like, I didn't want you to pause it. <laughs> it's a man thing. I hate to be sexist, but you know. Or maybe it's a uh, you know, you and your dad genetics thing. I think we're just dorky and we want to like talk about stuff mm-hmm. and we don't want to miss stuff. Mm-hmm. So um so, so yeah, the basics anything, of yeah, this anything mo- else you basics of basics of the this movie are Will Ferrell plays a character named Jackie Moon who had a one hit wonder called Love Me Sexy, um, mm-hmm. and made a lot of money, and then bought this basketball team because he also loves basketball. So there were a an ABA team. This right. takes place. It takes place in 1978. It was. It came out in 2008. But it takes place in seven oh seventy six nineteen seventy six yeah in Flint Michigan and um, they are called the Tropics which I thought was a funny joke because these teams in the real NBA have these names that don't go with where they are possibly because mm-hmm. of where they used to be so the Flint Michigan Tropics all right so Woody Harrelson was in this movie yes he just was just like in White Men Can't Jump yeah. I feel like it was it was sort of like an homage, no? Uh-huh. 
Could be. Because I feel like white I feel like white man can't jump is like a sort of a famous bath like that's like when you think of uh-huh. basketball movies. Uh-huh. So I feel like I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, there was great music in this movie. They played what video game were they playing? I used to play that when I was a kid. Pong? Is that, what, is that what it was? Where like the little paddles are up and down each side of the screen and you move them up and down? That was, I used to play that for hours. That was fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, Aaron, do you want to you want to jump on here real quick and tell us why we're wrong? Well, it's okay. <laughs> so when you guys said last week that you were going to be watching this movie, I immediately thought in my head, oh, they're not going to like it. Because, <laughs> <So, like, laughs> Jack, you were, we're too you were critical. very right in your description, whereas like I originally watched this when it came out mm-hmm. and I was yeah. an adolescent boy and I thought literally everything was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. I love it because I know how stupid it is and like how mm-hmm. how the jokes are just really, really bad and they still make me laugh. Um, like when uh, Lori said he made the song Love Me Sexy, I forgot about that, so I died laughing. I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> so like, and he, he sings it. I know it's it. a bad movie. Yeah, he sings <laughs> it too. I'm also a, just a huge Will Ferrell fan, so mm-hmm. I think that's why I enjoy it so much, but I mm-hmm. knew, I was like, they're, they're not going to like it. <laughs> You, yeah. you, you know what uh, what snobs we are at this point? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're... <laughs> no, but I yeah, I know what you're... Like, I, there's definitely older stuff from my childhood that, like, I know now is bad, but, like, I'll always love it because that's just, like, what I grew up on. So that definitely when makes I, sense. When I was younger, I remembered that I loved the movie um, Goonies. And at one point, we made the kids watch it. I was like, oh, yeah. we're going to watch Goonies. And they... They hated it so much that I think they were crying that they didn't want to watch it anymore. And we didn't even finish watching it because they were so dramatic about it. So we didn't even finish it. And I didn't, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, what did I love about this? I don't remember. But sometimes things just don't hold up. This was not a terrible movie, though. There were I, there were moments. Yeah. It was terrible for you, Jack. I agree. I, I like some of the... Um, some of the goofy humor things like when we talk about go ahead go ahead (laughs) it it felt it felt uh, to me it just felt like they wrote a first draft of the movie like there was like things that they were like okay we need to have like a love story in there and there's you know the team is dealing with some financial problems and there will be a big game at the end and that you know we'll on second and third and fourth drafts we'll fill in all the rest and fix that up but then it just feels like they just kind of didn't fix that up. <laughs> there were a lot of a lot of comedians in this movie. Yeah, with like minor parts. Mm-hmm. A lot. So when we talk about most and least favorite, you know that any movie that has 1970s music, that's going to be one of my most favorite pieces of it. And mm-hmm. they also, their uniform pants were bell bottoms. That yeah. was amazing. Uh-huh. Bell bottom. Basketball uniform pants were amazing. But my absolute favorite was um, the line from one of the announcers because uh, Jackie Moon was knocked out on the court and they had to, they, he had, so he sold their washing machines so he could get a star player. So when he's knocked out on the court, they reveal that he's also sold their stretcher so they don't have a way to get him off the court. So they just pick him up. And one of the announcers says, um, at, you know, in that announcer voice and that very like, this is serious stuff going on, but it was so over the top. Jackie's team is doing an absolutely awful job of stabilizing his spine. That it was the, like it was play by play or something. I thought that was so funny. Uh-huh. 
So that those were my favorites. Uh, my my least favorite was the um, the plot of the movie. We've we've talked about that. <laughs> we've, we've we've used that before. Um, just the as I described earlier. My most favorite. I I didn't even write anything down. I I guess I I liked the costumes. Costumes mm-hmm. were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand. Like I under I, I'm not like a snobby little like it has to be great like i understand this genre i understand this is just for fun and and people just want to go and be entertained and Mm -hmm. i i can understand that i just personally it was was silly yeah oh you want to know something terrible about this movie what i haven't gotten this is not my least favorite part because it's not directly about the movie you know he had to wrestle a bear oh yeah i saw this yeah so about a month and a half after this movie the bear killed his trainer yeah not his actual like his he has a train a direct trainer and then his trainer's brother was also a trainer so he killed the trainer's brother it's not the bear's fault the bear's a bear like bears just bearing maybe we should stop like forcing animals to do our little Mm -hmm. acting and stuff like Mm -hmm. maybe that's the problem yeah so my two Um, least favorite parts one of them you know at one point there's a gun and somebody is like it's it's empty and they keep shooting it and you know it's going off at one point. Right. And it took a lot, many, many, many trigger squeezes for it to go off. So once it got to a certain point when I felt like it should have happened already, then I started to get really stressed. Like, oh, it's going to be this time. And then it wasn't. Oh, this time. And then it wasn't. Yeah. So that was stressful for me. And I don't want stress in a silly movie. I'm glad that I did. I thought I was going to actually see like somebody get shot. Mm-hmm. Um as like a funny, ha, ah, we shot him. But like, you just saw like the after effect of the of right. the gunshot wound. So I did, I appreciated that. But um, my even my even less favorite part was the use of the R word. Yes, that was right from the beginning. So that's yeah, that is uh, that was a big big negative for me. Yeah. Again, like not saying it was ever okay, but I I think in two thousand eight, that would have been less uh, less people would have been would have cringed about that, but watching in today's context is is tougher again that not saying that it was ever okay Mm -hmm. um but yeah um okay what is your rating well i would have given it a four except for the use of the r word so i'm dropping it down a grade to a three okay i i also gave it a three so i think what (laughs) i think our definitions of ratings are different (laughs) because from our conversation it feels like i hated this movie a lot more than you did but Uh um but three. Okay, so that again averages out to a three, uh, which will make it our not our last, but our second to last. Teen right. Wolf is. Well, now last. that we've watched like ten or eleven movies, when I rate a movie, I think about what I rated the other movies. Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously, I wasn't going to give this one like an eight or whatever. But when I think about the other movies, I'm like, well, you know, Space Jam was a silly movie and I gave it this, or, you know, this was a silly, you know, this was this kind of movie or this plot was better not as many jokes, whatever. So now, you know, the first movie was kind of a pure rating. Now this one is kind of muddied by what's around it. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, so next week, a week from today is my birthday, my year 23 birthday, which mm-hmm. means that we are doing an all LeBron episode. Mm-hmm. So because of that, what are we watching? We are watching um, the documentary More Than a Game that I believe follows LeBron and his high school teammates. Yes. Right? It's it's old. 
yes. So check that out. More than a game. Be ready with your LeBron stuff because that's what we'll be talking about all that's next it. week. All LeBron all the time. Um, okay, we're going to move on to our last segment of the day, which is, won't you take me to Donkey Town? Uh, so how, how this is going to work is uh, this is about, obviously, we have the dunk contest as one of the events on Sunday. Um, and so what, what we're going to do is I had said that I'm going to rank my top five dunk contest dunks. And we're going to watch them live. And mom, you may have seen these before. You may have not. But you're going to mm-hmm. sort of give your reactions. We can talk about it briefly. Um, but I, I just could not boil it down to five. So we're going to do 10 and we're just going to go through them. Oh my quick God. Because okay. <laughs> I, oh think, my God. I think this episode might be long, but I just re I literally could not. Oh, um, all right. So real quick. So I, I'm going to, as I'm talking, I'm going to share my screen so that you uh-huh. can see. So real quick, uh, some honorable mentions that did not make my top 10 list are um, Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard in, in those great dunk contests that they had over a decade ago. Those were some of the first dunk contests I ever watched as a kid, and those were my favorite. They had a whole Superman kryptonite thing going on. It was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine will both be on this list, but they could probably fill 10 dunks just between the two of them. They've had, they were, they are ridiculous. Uh, your favorite JaVale McGee had a double dunk where he dunked two basketballs, mm-hmm. um, which was a really cool dunk, but just couldn't make my list. Spud Webb is um, a tiny little player. I think he's like 5'7" and had an awesome dunk contest, so he was just a lot of fun. Um, and then we're going to do MJ's free throw dunk is going to be on here, but Dr. J did it first, who was part of the ABA, in 1976, and then again in 1984. Dr. J did the free throw line dunk where you run from one side of the court and lift off from the free throw line and dunk. So I do think it's important to, to pay homage to that. Um, but yes, okay, so number 10 on my list is Gerald Green, the cupcake dunk. So my first like two or three are kind of like gimmicky. Like the dunk itself is not great, but the props or whatever involved was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So the context here, mom, because we can't watch all of it, is that he has a little cupcake with a candle that's lit that is on fire on the rim. So you'll see the dunk itself is not super impressive. Okay. And and someone has to throw him the ball. No. Oh, I thought that's always how it happened on this. Not not has to. Somebody can, but doesn't okay. have to. Okay. So this guy throws him the ball. Dunk. So pretty regular dunk. Just two-handed yeah. dunk. He threw it down. It's pretty pretty normal. He blew oh, out the candle. Candle cam. He blew out the candle he, while, while, he, while was he was up there. Dunking. He blew it. You'll see that. You'll see it on the replay. But the candle didn't fall down while he dunked it. No, stayed up. So you'll see. This okay, is great. There it angle. is. It's lit. Jump. Oh, he does. He did it. He blew it out. That's crazy. So the dunk itself is not super impressive, but I just love the like gimmick of that. <laughs> I like that side view where you can see his cheeks all puffed out. Yeah. All right, that's a good one. 2008. That's number ten. Okay, here's right. another. Am oh. I gonna have to tell you which one's my favorite one? Sure, if you want to. I'm ranking okay. them, so that's my tenth favorite. Okay. So you'll know which one's my favorite. But okay. uh, my next one is Amari Stoudemire in the 2005 NBA okay. draft, um, and he gets a little assist from Steve Nash. What you need to know about Steve right. Nash? They work together a- now. They do work together now. They were teammates on Phoenix at this time. And Steve Nash is, in addition to being a great basketball player, also a great soccer player. So that's yes. you see that here. Yes. Okay. Ready? And Amari have... Stoudemire is uh, now an Orthodox Jew. 
unimportant for this dunk, but yes. Well, he won't, he won't work on Saturdays, so it's good that the slam dunk is not on Saturday this year. Yes. Okay. We're going to watch this. Ready? Okay. <laughs> oh, he popped it off his head. Yep. <laughs> yes. What so do you call a... that? He headbutted it? He- Aaron's yeah. a soccer player. What's it called? He headed it. Yeah. He's just heading it. Heading it. That's crazy. It's called getting but a what, concussion. <laughs> what, Aaron, which would be worse, a basketball or a soccer ball? Soccer balls, I think, are harder, aren't they? No. No. no? no. I Well, because basketball, is, I feel like it's more dense. Like, uh, mm. soccer balls are lighter. They have more give. Yeah. And there's usually, like, a little coating of... Right, like, they're, like, cushiony. Spongy on the outside mm-hmm. of most soccer balls, so it doesn't so hurt as bad as a basketball would, because it's just straight rubber. Oh, so that's it. crazy. So, so yeah, that was fun. It. Off the backboard, off his head. Right. Again, the dunk itself not super hard, but the the gimmick of it I love. Okay, this next one is from 1991. We have D Brown of the Celtics. 1991 is the year that we got married. By the way, just just to put that in context. 30 years ago, yes. So we have D Brown of the Celtics. This happens right at the beginning of this video. So you ready? Okay, I think so. He runs. Did you see what happened I, I there? No, no. You'll 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 see it on the replay. He, he just ran and he he just dunked. He covered up his eyes, so he did a no look dunk. Oh, he kind of I mean he kind of like dabbed what we call dabbing now, but he he did that to cover up his eyes as he was dunking. There was no dabbing back then. So ready? Look. All right, here we go. Slow mo. So he's not even looking at the rim. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, that's not bad. Yeah. So I again, don't know if that's top ten, but okay. Uh, again, like I said, there's a lot of honorable mentions. I'm sure dad is going to tell me a bunch that I missed. That's I, a cool I, picture that right there of him in the yeah. air. Dabbing. But I, yeah. I, I like the get because part of the fun of the dunk contest is like it's fun. You do props and you have teammates mm-hmm. and like you do silly mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. again, OK, so this next one is the MJ free throw dunk. It's pretty simple. Um, but uh, as I said, Dr. J did it first, uh, but MJ kind of made it famous. And there's okay. this icon. This is iconic. This is. So he's going to take off from from the other end and take off from the free throw line. That was a big jump. It's a it's a very a very very long jump and the hoop yeah. is ten feet in the air. That is so, a big jump. Yeah. When you look at when you look at it, it's like okay, he's a basketball player. He jumps, but like you don't realize like how far and how high far. that really yeah. is. But he he is he wearing his Jordans because he is, you know of course. they are Air Jordans. So yes. Do you think basketball shoes really help people get height, they even a little do. bit? Yes, do they, they definitely do. How? If you look at the if you the, I mean they have like cushioning and and like those big, little fake springs in the back. Right, but they're not fake because they're designed specifically to give a lot of bounce. Like All if right. you look at the old time, the the older guys wearing Converse and stuff, like they can't mm-hmm. get up as much. Okay, so here's number five, which is Zach Levine. Okay. He also had a free throw line dunk, which I didn't find as impressive as most other people do. Mm-hmm. But um, this is what he calls a Space Jam dunk. So this is an, an ode jam. to MJ. Okay. This is from 2015. Oh. Super athletic, yeah. He like went beyond the basket and then dunked back over his head and before all that put it through his legs oh yeah oh yeah look at that his head is almost like hitting the rim 
That's crazy. Yeah. That that's height. That is height. Like that's he got tops. a lot of height on that on that jump. So that's number five. Yes. And number four five. is from the 2003 contest. Uh, Jason Richardson. He's going to sort of do a similar thing as what we just saw from Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason Richardson, also a dunk contest. Great. He he has, I, I only chose one for each person, but he has some crazy stuff. So he, he bounced it out to like the free throw area and then he ran after it. He grabbed it. He put it under his leg and then he dunked it. Yeah. Behind him. Behind him. Similar yeah. to the last one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty crazy. There's MJ there. Yeah. Yeah. That's in his last year. Mm-hmm. I'll show the replay here. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Pretty athletic. Um, I know this. We have is... that. We have that hoop on the back patio. Maybe I'll start to work on some of this. You should definitely work on some of this. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. I can bring the hoop down, right? It's adjustable. Yes, you can. I mean, we we should scale it. I'm five feet tall. We should scale it for my height. Okay. The next one I have is from 2006. Andre Iguodala gets a little assist assist from his teammate Allen Iverson. What is this number four? This is number three. Three. So he shows him where he wants so this, it. So this better be a good one. You seem unimpressed so far. They're all right. I like the one with the guy with the Superman cape better. Whoa. I don't know what happened. So Allen Iverson throws it off the back of the rim. Okay. Iguodala catches it, comes around to the front of the rim, and and throws it in. It's, it's, cra- it's remarkable that he didn't... Back of the rim. Grab it. Oh, he didn't bang his head on the bottom of that. Yeah, it's so How did that happen? Oh, my God. Ah! I would not want to be his mom watching that. Oh, my God. That's pretty insane, right? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. What if someone did bang their head like that and then just got knocked out? People have. Not necessarily knocked out, but people have knocked their head on the the things and stuff okay vince carter probably the best dunker of all time he has some crazy ones i could only choose one um but this is what i chose this is your favorite of the vince carters yes all right dribble 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 i don't know what happened (laughs) they goes too fast i can't see it oh he spun around spun around straight Ah. arm windmill the amount of control and power you need yeah. to, be able to do that. Spin. Boom. And just straight arm all the way. That was pretty good. Yeah. He's got some so, other crazy ones where he sticks his like whole arm in the rim because that's how high he can get up. Um, this was your this number is, two? This is my number two, yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling that what you prize in your slam dunks is less flash and more athletic artistry yes i i like the props in the story as i said i gave my first couple as sort of like gimmick ones but those aren't mm-hmm. those aren't challenging those are just more like fun um this That's one like. this one combines oh a there's a mascot so this is what is I, that mascot that's puff right no stuff the magic dragon for the magic okay 
Um, and this is Aaron Gordon again has yeah. has He's plenty of dunks. He's from the movie we saw. He is. This is this is I think the best dunk that's ever happened. It's crazy ever. ever. I mean, in, you know, I mean, there's some crazy in-game ones, but um, okay. so the craziest dunk contest one. So he he has the mascot who's going to hold it above his head. Okay. Which movie was he in? Uncle Drew. Grab it. Oh, he jumped right over that mascot's head. And put the ball underneath his legs somehow. It's While insane. he was jumping over, jumped over, grabbed the basketball from the top of the mascot's head, put it under his leg, and then dunked it. We have to see it again. Oh, here we go. Grabbed it. Oh, under both of his legs. Yeah. Like under his tush. Look at that shot of him just like kind Whoa. of sitting in midair. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. I like that one. That's, I think, that's, I think the best one. All right. I'll pick that one. Okay. Of the 10, I'll pick that one. I like the Superman ones better. Dwight Howard had a crazy dunk, but he threw it in. He didn't even touch the rim with his fingers. So I But it was flashy. It. I liked it. Okay. So maybe, maybe you can show me your favorites next time. Oh, okay. I'm sorry that this segment was so disappointing for you. <laughs> They were they were cool. They weren't fun though, but they were cool. Okay. And I'm I'm Jack. I'm so happy that you got to share those with me. Okay. Thanks, mom. That makes me happy. So that's won't you take me to Donkey Town? And that's it for episode eleven. Send in questions, comments, movie thoughts, and guest suggestions to familycourtvision at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at @famcourtvision, and don't forget to subscribe or follow on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week on Family Court Vision, the mother of all basketball podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>